This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the party plots an ambush. What do you think? Should we make our move now? Uh, he's distracted. He's writing. He doesn't see it coming. I say we jump on him quick and silence him before he can alert anyone else. But when they put their plan into motion... It looks like a puppeteer's workshop. Yeah. Their target quickly turns the tables. Ah, oh, yes. The heroes of Minderhall's Valley. I had been expecting you to be delivered to me in pieces. Please, let's talk as equals. And the heroes find themselves in a dangerous parlay. Everyone wants to live forever, but even the most righteous among us want eternal life for one thing and one thing only, to preserve their power. The adventure continues. So why shouldn't I slit your throat right now? Is that what you did to my lover? Now. everyone and welcome to episode 197 of the glass cannon podcast i'm skidmar i am on the glass cannon podcast and i want to say first and foremost we had an amazing time in dallas at our live show uh it was it went a little bit off the rails a few times probably not least due to the number of shots that were purchased for us on stage as we were performing but it was it was so fun we i can honestly say it was probably the most fun that we've had doing one of these live shows it was a blast the video of that will be up very soon uh for patreon subscribers and soon after it will be on our youtube channel for everybody else uh i also want to say that we are sold out for our portland show our brooklyn show and our seattle show next three shows sold out but however there are still some tickets left for glass cannon live indianapolis at Gen Con weekend, so if you're going to be around, we still have some tickets left for that. We'd love to see you there. We're having such a such a blast playing through the Strange Eons AP. We would love to have you join us live for that. But in the meantime, we are coming up to episode 200. We are on the march to 200, people. And so please sit back, relax, and get ready. It's episode 197. The day was April 4th, 2017. Mm. You remember that day, Grant? Opening day. Opening day. <laughs> yep. Something tells me the Sox <laughs> won, Skid. <laughs> if it was opening day, they sure did. They always do. It may have been an opening day, but do you know what else it was? Uh, three days after April Fool's. Also correct. <laughs> Excellent. I passed. I have another sip of my beer. But Alibaba became the world's largest retailer. Stop Googling random facts about April 4th, 2017. Just stop it. What gave you that idea? I saw your is eyes. It, is it the fact that I know that the Pink Star Diamond set a world record price Damn it, of $71 Matthew. million? Dollars? That's one of those things that he knows. He's always talking yeah, about I, that. I, he is a Pink Star Diamond enthusiast. I, uh, He's also like the I, world's biggest April 4th, 2017 like expert. Aficionado. Yeah. It's true. That's is that thing. the release of episode 101? He's going to name his first daughter April 4th. That's what he's studying at Juilliard. This is April 4th. <laughs> April 4th, 2017. Yeah, that's what he's, he's majoring breaking in. the day down into slivers of minutes. 
worldwide. Just figuring out what happened. I, for one, am honored. Even just being in the presence of such oh, April 4th, 2017. <laughs> scholar. Scholar. Of his magnitude? I mean. I only recently uncovered that Bertha, one of the, one of the world's largest tunnel boring machines, oh, completed God. its 9,270 foot long tunnel under Seattle, Washington after four years. Yeah, you sound like a boring machine. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Matthew. You just a hole in my head. <laughs> well, you write a play about it. Well, uh, what are you on Wikipedia looking up this date? No. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is, do they mention that episode 97 of the oh, Glass 97. Cannon podcast came out that day? Wow. Because they should. Because 97? that was 100 episodes ago. Wow. 100 episodes ago. You know, you could go on Wikipedia and add that. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> If I do it, they'll start complaining about it on their separate. <sighs> I don't remember the episode title, but I, I'm pretty sure I know Ooh, the episode. It's a before fun game. It. No yeah. one's going to get it. I, I know the episode before I don't it think. for sure. This is one like here's a million dollars, Troy. What was the title for it? It was '97. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you the uh, you know I'll tell you the subject. Matthew's looking it up. Uh, as infighting, <laughs> don't look it up, Matthew. I have no memory of it. Don't look as my infighting <laughs> threatens to destroy the party from within, they face the even greater challenge of infiltrating the cathedral. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this was, and uh, I still don't remember what it was. It was Sir Will. I mean, oh, this is one we. we I think you guys I, I, like. I'm pretty sure 90, 96 is ten of a woman too. Payback's a witch. That is true. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's right so after episode ninety six, the remember, infighting between Sir Will and Della really started in that episode. No, it started before, but then no. you like guys were back on the same page. But then after that fight with with the with the with the woman, you guys started falling apart again. And Nestor was instigating more, and Baron wasn't really like he he, he kind of let it get out of control. But You're you guys right. were having a good ride for a while. But then episode ninety seven, it started to fall apart again. Huh. It was called Dream Reavers. Oh yeah, I don't oh, remember that. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, that there was, was there was a dream. Episodes. Yeah, there was there was a, was there a dream was that sequence? The, was that yeah. the Galabras and Della dream sequence? Yes, I it was. Oh. That was when Galabras came to visit Adela and was like, "Stop being a jerk." Oh, I remember yeah. the episode for one minute. That's... Try to do five minutes without being a jerk. We Della recorded... did nothing wrong. <laughs> she really didn't. I, I'm I, just saying what Galabras said. Uh huh. You seem to be editorializing quite a bit. I'm pretty sure he said stop I'm being a jerk. I'm pretty sure. Let's just listen to 97 for episode 197. <laughs> All right. Oh, no one will hate that. A clip but show. Here it is. Yeah, it'll be a clip show. In hey, remember that time when, uh, <laughs> when Galabras visited Della? He just played <laughs> <laughs> Every show does that. Even great shows have those. Makes me so angry. Those clip show episodes. I tune in. Ugh. Um... <laughs> I still watch it. Just you said it. even great shows, as if this is not a great show. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> we're not going to do it. We're not going to. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. You make, that Twice. makes sense, though. It's animation. The Office did it. Scrubs did it. The, clerk, um, the Clerk's animated show had a clip show as their second episode. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny show. The show deserved more credit than that. Well, that was 100 episodes ago, and now we are at 197, three episodes away. From episode 200, Matthew's oh, favorite. I'm scared. I have nothing against episode and, 200. And very close to the close of this book. Now, this book has taken a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many episodes? 
60? That's a good question. I have I have uh, iTunes open. This is how I uh, it happened. It's you know it started with stuff that's it's I think it's 60 uh, you know Lork going to episodes. remove the curse and all this shit. But like that's how we oh God. I love seeing these old titles. Ogre my dead body. <laughs> great expectations. Hey, remember that, that time was when I, Lork ripped the grade off. Remember that time I killed. Oh Lork? yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. That was. Yeah, I'm was just really so excited great. for all Lake the, Flaccid. All the calendar enthusiasts out there for the intro to this episode. This is really climbs and <laughs> really killing it. Oh, and I also the people that love Troy enjoying his own titles. That's also going to be. <laughs> yeah, big, no, it's it's right around uh, Ranger Things Two, so right around the one thirties. Um, it's my party, and I'll scry if I want. Ooh, to. I like that title. That was one thirty-four. Uh, <laughs> you just criticized. Troy I know, but I like that one. <laughs> it's so title. funny. It's, it says, "I'm an impartial judge." That was the final episode of 2017. In the final episode of 2017, Lork hopes to commune with the spirits of Bloodsworn Vale. As oh no, that's Ranger Things too. It's great radio. I blew it. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's like I said, it's 60 episodes, 60 plus, around 60 plus episodes. Yeah, episodes in one Crazy. book. Yeah. Uh it's not going to be like that for the final two. I'll tell you right now. Things are going to change. The final two books or the final, final two, two episodes before the March to Final 200? two books. Oh. Because okay. remember, and this is something that's going to make people sad, the show has an ending. Mm. The story that we're telling has a final chapter. And we're yeah. getting to that like... It's the one where we're well Baron past the shoots point. all the bad guys to death. God damn it, Joe. Don't <laughs> give him ideas. <laughs> He's just going to get angry. Before putting <laughs> the barrel of the gun in his own mouth. <laughs> the end. You know what, Real Joe? twist. You know what? <laughs> it goes blackout and you just hear, click. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you know what uh, What Joe's really deflecting from How overpowered his vexing Dodger is And he doesn't want you to recognize that You know it's good for I, I'm never worried about Joe being overpowered Or good at this game no, um, you should be. This is a good character I mean if you look at the last combat Dalgraith was in I think he did a total Of four points of damage Doesn't count Possibly incorporeal. five Incorporeal right. That's because count. you were ill-prepared And didn't think to bring a ghost touch weapon That's true That's true. true Incorporeal has been a uh, a real bane for this party in in all of its manifestations. Yeah, but I think, I think it's something where if you build four, uh, if you're not a cleric and you build four incorporeal, mm. uh, you know, it's just silly. Because yeah. it's like, it's such a r- rare, unique occurrence uh, in the game. But when it does happen, it, it, it you are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. But I mean, if we have, because... It, we're actually not in bad shape. If you carry that dagger because you have sneak attack and everything, if you can get flanking, like you can still do pretty good damage. No, yeah. no precision damage. And incorporeal. No, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's the thing. You can yeah. flank incorporeal. No, you, yes, you, you can. can. You can. It was a, it was a big thing. Uh, the subreddit was really tearing you apart. You can flank incorporeal. Oh, really? Yeah, you can. So, but no precision damage. But right? you, I, no, I, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I, I, remember, I think you were nerfing yourself. No, no. I, I definitely looked it up multiple times. And I think that they're wrong. Dare I say. Ooh, I'm I don't know. Sure a lot of people were yelling. This was a couple of weeks ago, but I remember reading it. And, uh, and then I just stopped reading because it. Because the like, initial, if you look at the initial rules for incorporeal under like monster stats, it does not say that they are uh, immune to flanking or critical hits. But if you look up incorporeal as a creature type, they are. It's it's a, it's a interesting sort of double. Uh, you got to look at it in two places, basically. Curious. Well, something to think about. Are you giving that ghost touch dagger? Have you have you did you give it back to? Uh, yeah, I currently have it. Feyraza. And how did you get that? You stole that. 
Lork had to. I believe Lork had to remove his weapons. Yes. When we were in uh, the Bloodsworn uh, Vale. Yes, and I swiped it. So it should badass. still probably go to Dalgrith because at least you have weapon finesse, right? Um, or do you? I I can't remember. I, I don't. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So it'd still be better off with you than anyone else. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, he returned it to her as like a you know out right. of respect. Uh, it's it's her weapon and it's obviously has some sort of. Uh, you know, sentimental value. Right. Um, Once I'm not a fly about to die in the room of the boss, then, uh, yeah, I'll give it back to you. Yeah, you're a fly right now. Let's go back to the Ooh. actual game. Hmm. This, is, this, is, this is important. Baron, you're down there, and you're looking up through the grate um, along with Dalgraith and Pembroke at Fly Feyraza. Fly Raza? Fly Raza. <laughs> oh, that's fun. She's one of the fly girls. That's right. <laughs> um, and obviously you can't see her, but you're looking up through that grate and there's light shining through, uh, streaming down on all of you guys. And you're taken back to a moment in time where there's light streaming through a stained glass window in a church, temple, maybe, of Torag. And the the priestess is reading from... Uh, what's what's the book? Uh, Hammer and Tongs? Mm-hmm. Uh, reading from... Uh, On Metalworking and Other Good Works. Metalworking and Other Good Works. Right, that's the subtitle. Mm-hmm. Uh, is reading from that, and you're staring up at this image of Torag on the stained glass window as the light shines through uh, on your face. Different colors are, are lighting up the pews in front of you, and you're just, you're a little kid, a little child dwarf, and you're looking at that, and you look to your left, and you see, uh, you know, your mother and father are with you at church, at Torag Church. Um, this is before. That's not what we called it at all. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is before the children's message when they sent you downstairs so you wouldn't disrupt the sermon. Um, and your hands are kind of uh, holding something, and you're just playing with it. And you guys are sitting uh, in the front row of the uh, temple, and you're playing with a toy. And the priestess is going on and on, uh, reading from this. You're obviously, you're, you're young, so you're not really paying attention. You're looking up this, you're playing with your toy. And you see the priestess, like, look over uh, towards your direction, and she looks down at your hands and kind of stops this, the, the, the reading for a moment, and uh, she shakes out of it and... Uh, just keeps delivering the sermon or the, 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 the reading from the book. The service ends and the congregation is, uh, is uh, coming out, uh, funneling out of the temple and you and your family are one of the last groups to go out and the priestess motions to your parents um, to stay back. She wants to talk to you. So the whole congregation leaves, and the priestess pulls your parents aside, and you with them. And, you know, you can't hear all of it, but you hear her say, where did he get that? And your mother and father are like, well, what? Get, get what? That idol he's holding. 
I don't, what, what, are you ta- what are you talking about? That it's just a, a, a child's plaything. She's like, may I see it? And your father comes over, takes the toy away from you, and gives it to the priestess. And she says, do you know what this is? I said, no, I, I don't even know how he got it. This is Zerzvata, god of the fire giants. Why is your child bringing an image of an evil deity into this holy place? Both of your parents are like, they're just apologizing profusely. We had no idea. I don't know. How do you, do you know how he got it? I don't know how he got it. Did you give it to him? No, I didn't give it to him. I don't even know how he got it. Give it to me. And the priestess breaks it right in front of you and just throws it on the floor. Sorry, who are these parents? Are these the uh, original parents? No, these are barons, Baron Redhearts. Baron Redhearts. The Redhearts. The parents he grew up with. The parents he grew up with. The only parents he ever knew. Oh, okay. The ones he murdered. Right. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that he murdered the one set and then got the other set. Okay. It's like like kind of like a warranty protection. You buy like an iPad, you get a new one if you kill. (laughs) You get an upgrade every two years. Uh, it was within 90 days. It was. <laughs> yeah. The priestess breaks the image of Zerzvater, the fire giant god, throws it down to the ground. It says, do not ever bring something like that into our sanctuary again, or you will be cast out. And the father and the mother, like, again, apologize, bow, and walk out, and you're father grabs you, Baron, and just kind of drags you out of there, chastising you. Where did you get that? Where did you get that? And you don't know. The light of the sun, the afternoon sun as the church service ends, hits you in the eye, and again, you're back here, staring up the grate as the light of this room streams through. Ferrazi, you're flying above this slab, table, desk, and this hooded figure looks up to you to reveal this chalky, white, milky face. A face similar to the creature that killed Lork and to Zoya Beta, Onanfexia's cohort in the chapel of Ergothoa. He looks up and goes right back to his writing. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, man, let's kill him. Come on, Feyraza. Uh I'm going to do a quick, like, 360-degree s- scan of the room and then dive back down. The- so I just got to get my bearings. What's, uh, what's up there? Literally hundreds of eyes. Hundreds of eyes. That's so many eyes. So many eyes. The eyes have. I would like you to describe what each one sees. I have a plus twenty six perception. Now, at a five degree angle, he sees the same thing again. The the room you can see it. It's kind of an odd shape, uh, whereas most of the rooms have been pretty uniformly square, except the northern portion where it's newer renovation, and some of the walls are crumbling. Like this room looks uh, more just an odd shape. It's not a perfect square or a rectangle. You see these tubs, at least four of them, full of some liquid that's bubbling. 
but you don't see any source of heat lighting these cauldrons or whatever. Um, whatever this giant is sitting in front of, there are two other t- uh, tables. They look like maybe work tables because they're full of like shit. They look like, like saws and and other weird tools. <laughs> um, but the one he's sitting behind, he's cleared out a space to write on. Um, you also see a couple doors to the west. That's everything. That's everything. All right, so Faraz will dive back down through the grate on Wild Shape and describe in as much detail as possible what she saw to Pembroke. Excellent. Excellent. What do you think? Should we make our move now? Uh, he's distracted. He's writing. He doesn't see it coming. I say we jump on him. Quick. Right. And silence him before he can alert anyone else. Though, I don't like these tubs of bubbling. Uh, what is it? It's not formaldehyde. What did you say? It was? It's just some sort of bubbling liquid. But, but I mean, it's not the same liquid that's source. pouring down into the the embalming liquid. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, you don't. But Feyraza doesn't know. Yeah. It didn't I, seem like I, it he's going to assume it's, it's embalming fluid. So, like... I don't know what kind of creatures might rise from those tubs, whatever he's making, piecing together like his girlfriend wanted to do with us. Hmm. Pembroke, be careful. Pavrasa, would you have the willpower necessary to avoid the effects of a silent spell? I think it would be best for me to cast it on my lawbringer before we head up there. Yes, I'll... Uh, what are you, we have to oh, DC, no, 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 because it's... DC 16 will save No, that's if you cast it on one of us. But so the radius around doesn't affect you at all? It does. It, it will. Like, if you cast it on they your gun... You have a gun, 20% fail chance, right? Um, I think that's what it is. I can't, I can't remember. But. So do, can you, like, auto-pass that at this level or close no, to No, no, no. We don't get a will save. Like, if we only get a will save if you cast it on us. Oh. But if you cast it on an object and we're in the radius, it affects us regardless. Who has the best... Oh, no, because then it wouldn't work at all. Hmm... Should I cast it? What do you guys think? I twenty percent chance. I think That's we've made our presence pretty clear at this point. I mean, they know we're here. They know we're here. I, yeah, I just don't want anyone to rush in at this point. On let top them of it, come. Oh, leave that oh, oh shit! Plus, leave us to Plus, if Pembroke wills it, we all just go back to the tavern. Mm. Bottle service. What's to worry about? <laughs> now it's very important that Pembroke does not. Go unconscious. We could be drinking Henny by nine. <laughs> right. We could kill this guy, everything he's got in the tubs, and be drinking Henny by nine. And then we'd be back in the club drinking bubs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets Troy more than when you, than when you repeat well, his I jokes laugh, back. No, I laugh because yeah. I think Joe's going to take it in a serious direction, but then he just repeats it. That's good. That's classic O'Brien. Classic O'Brien. All uh, right, let's do it. Classic Joey O. Shall we? Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shall we buff a, buff a little? A little bit of buffing. A little it's buffalo, 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 Before we go, I have, uh, I used that uh, previous scene to learn a little bit about incorporeal creatures and flanking and sneak attack. And I was wrong. Oh. And partially right. Oh, that sound right. They are immune <laughs> to critical hits and precision-based damage. Uh, unless you have a ghost touch weapon. Ah, which, when which. I looked it up, it was actually the episode before, 
and I just didn't put together late in the next episode. I got a ghost touch weapon, and I just forgot that. Not that it would have mattered really anyway. Uh, yeah, it's but real well. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they are uh, they can be critically hit and take precision damage if your weapon is ghost touch. All right. If it's not, they are wow. immune to critical hits. That is really good to know. That's wild damage. because it doesn't say that in just the description of incorporeal. You have yeah, but really... what you're looking at is the description of the incorporeal exceptional ability where it doesn't mention it at all. But if you look at the incorporeal subtype for monster types, mm-hmm. It says they're immune. It's weird. It was, it was complicated. I thought I was doing my due diligence in like getting a second source before uh, just saying I could critically hit. You know, That's, there it is. <laughs> there folks. you go. There you go. Baron's gonna cast Weapon of Awe before we go in. Aww, <laughs> it's a cute little kitty That's now. So Look at it. Verizon <laughs> will cast Cat's Grace Mass. Oh, Bye, everybody. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I'll take you to church. That's a plus four? <laughs> it is a plus four Mass to your deck. Nice. Take me to church. No, Hosier? I hate that song. Take you to church. There's He's never like, been a more annoying song to be on constant mass. repeat on every. Anyway. All right. It's a mass joke. Um, Shall we? Yep. Remember, this is a, a grate that requires either strength or some magics that can move things with great force. So we are going to gather together, yeah, and I'm going to use my dimensional steps ability to... How high up the, is the ceiling? Uh, the grate is 15 feet, and then the room itself is the typical 20 feet. Okay, so... Wait, wait, wait. The height in the room is 20 feet? Yeah. Yeah, so it's only 15... 15 feet up. Okay. To yeah, get to 15 the floor feet and you're on the floor. Of the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of the next room, yeah. So, uh... Oh! Go 30 feet and drop everybody 15. Yeah. <laughs> so I use... I think it's 50, 50 feet of movement, of 50 feet of my dimensional steps to, like, teleport us all, dimension step us all, boom, up on top of the grate, which up I can see. on top of the grate. All right, so I'm going to put... Unless... I mean, could we get even closer to the creature? Well, That's I wouldn't... Right. No, because I, I can't see it. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. You have to see it for dimension or uh, dimensional yeah. steps. So based on where you were standing, I just put Pembroke, Baron, Feyraza, Dalgraith, south to north, standing perfectly on the grate. Well, we all have to be touching, right? Like the, you have to touch that, That's a... Uh, next... Oh. Yeah, dimensional steps, I believe so. Right, so if you just so put Pembroke, like, quote-unquote, behind us, mm. uh, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be behind. And which side is the creature on? He, we would know that. He is to the west. Okay, so put uh, uh, Pembroke to the east, just behind us, and he can touch all of us. Yeah, there we go. In fact, I will reveal this room to you. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> oh, baby! You're standing on top of the grate. To the south, so to the left of Baron, and to the north, which is to the right of Dalgrith, are two of these work tables. Behind you are two pillars that are uh, that have braziers attached to them that are providing the only light in this room, and that's why there was light uh, streaming down through the grate. Those of you with dark vision can see deeper into the room and can see that there are these walls both to the north and the south that are concealing these um, these cauldrons. But Feyraza could see them as a little fly buzzing around. Um, 
you can see that the walls of this chamber angle outward, and they're creating this weird-shaped room. It's it's like a trapezoid, basically. Um, Trapezoids aren't that weird? Well, it's weird compared to the rest of the uh, tomb that you've been in. <laughs> oddly, <laughs> oddly small. And this, oddly, is, this is certainly the weirdest thing we've seen. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the shape of this room. makes no, no sense. No, no, I it's a trapezoid. A, a rhombus, but... Trapezoid? No, we must run. Uh, those wooden tubs. Uh, this is now the second room that has nauseated us with its <laughs> size. <laughs> you're all, size or shape. You're all shaking to start combat. Uh, there are these large wooden tubs uh, with these unwholesome-looking fluids, uh, both to the north and the south, and their contents are just slowly bubbling. Oh, I don't like it. I don't. With it, I don't like any it. Any obvious either. source of heat. Huge work tables surround the grate that you're standing on, and it's just this hodgepodge of surgical tools, saws, balls of twine. Uh, I hate this whole thing. It looks like a puppeteer's workshop. Yeah, yeah I bet it is. Is there an MRI machine? You haven't rolled perception check. Oh, okay. <laughs> there <laughs> are <laughs> in the corner two identical heavy doors. I guess nobody else here had an MRI. Oh, yeah. Just you. Okay. Well, my bullets are just going to be sucked towards the giant magnet. Just you, Sicky. Uh, there are two identical heavy doors to the west. This creature is sitting at the desk writing. You guys appear. Surprise round. And he very calmly, like, puts the pencil down, removes spectacles, folds them, places them in the folds of his robe, and uh, looks at the four of you. Ah, yes. The heroes of Minderhall's Valley. (laughs) I had been expecting you to be delivered to me in pieces. Please, come in. Quite the entrance. Now, I know you probably just want to spill my blood, but before we get to those unpleasantries, I imagine you have many questions for me. Please, let's talk as equals. Sense motive. Sure. Ugh, damn it. 19. 26. You see a scythe nearby within his grasp. He has not made any motion to attack. I mean, he does not look like somebody you'd want to have a beer with. Um, but he is genuinely uh, open to any questions you may have. And we don't get the sense that he's stalling, maybe to let things climb out of those ca- those cauldrons? No. No, you don't. And I suspect that he's stalling to wait for my mirror image to disappear. I believe the wizard cast mirror image. Let's talk for the duration. Remainder of the duration. Wizard, how many minutes are left? (laughs) I've got a question for you. It was our intention to jump you right here, cut your throat before you could say a single word, but somehow you managed to squeeze it in. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow, amazingly, despite a surprise round, you got it in. So why shouldn't I slit your throat right now? 
Is that what you did to my lover? It was before of you, yes? Well, you said you thought you'd see us in pieces. Well, you see us all whole together right now. What do you think happened? No, I'm asking you. I'd like to know. How did you kill her? I don't quite remember who put her down. Which one of us was it? She wasn't terribly memorable, I'm afraid. Well, to be truthful, I had grown quite tired of her perversions. So perhaps I should be thanking you. Now I can hop on Bumble. <laughs> oh, God. I don't recommend Bumble, actually. <laughs> if you're looking for something more term. <laughs> What's cool these days? Are you Coffee happy? meets bagel is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Not Hold in on. the scene myself. May I touch my pencil? <laughs> Move slowly. <laughs> what what are you writing? Oh, just just my thoughts, letters to our friends around the area. The ones we have yet to kill, you mean? Yes, the ones you have yet to kill. But how do you kill that which cannot be? Killed. I'm sorry, what is your name? How rude of me. What's yours? <laughs> Firaza. You win this rap. Oh, well, sorry, well we know his Firaza. name, right? We know his name. No, no, Grant said that up, Aaron. <laughs> My name is Nefanbrus. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, she said it, didn't she? Yes, we asked. Nefanbrus, yes. And you are? My name is Firaza Al Said. Firaza Al Said. Unfortunately, not very well met. No. No, it really is. And you, young man? You can call me Dalgrith. Dalgrith. Sir? I'm no one of any importance. Oh, that cannot be true. I've heard great things that you've done here in Skirkard. I, well, <laughs> I'm flattered. Uh, well, if you must know, my name is Peter. <laughs> Peter the Pallid. Some Peter. call me because of my pale features. Peter the Pallet. Well met. Dograith looks at him like kind of sideways for a second and is like, Shit, I missed something. <laughs> I think we were like, Shit, I've been calling him Pembroke. <laughs> 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 I could have sworn he said Pembroke. I feel uh, like a total I am so in- jerk. I'm You're so egg- embarrassed. Egg on my face. Oh. You just let me keep calling him <laughs> No one corrected me. He was me. trying to be polite. It was. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? I uh, know, Ferrazzi, you really let me, left me hanging. <laughs> I've been calling her Crandall. <laughs> and you, what is your name? They call me Redheart. I have a question for you, though. Oh, please. What's the name of that Doolahan in the hallway? Killed him once, came back. Son of a bitch. Uh, Damnedest thing I've ever seen. Doolahan, yes, the decapitant lord. Well, I wish I knew I would have... Uh, well, I can't say I would have told him his name. We, we need him around. I'm surprised you got past him in the first place. But he's probably still out there, yes? Yes, I suppose I could go speak with him myself. Yes, see, this is the problem, my dear. These creatures that you think you're just going to wipe out. 
Those like the decapitant lord won't go down so easily. Something tells me that once you're down, you'll stay that way. Perhaps. Faraz is going to kind of uh, meander over to one of the uh, the big cauldrons and kind of like tap on the side, on the wood. Oh, yes. What's in here? Well, please, find out for yourself. Dogwraith is, as she's doing that, he's just going to take, uh, you know, ten feet or so closer to the guy. Okay. Uh, who's about 25 feet away from him, but he's slowly closer. Young man, I see you proceeding towards me. If you wish to strike me down, we could do it civilized, but I would really rather like to talk to you. Onenfexia always spoke of prophecies about you people like you, and I never took her seriously, yet here you are. You mean the collective you, or me personally? The collective you, she spoke of. A green skin. She spoke of a a warrior. A warrior of Shawanti heritage. She spoke of a young girl with blue hair and a boy with butterfly wings what did she say about them she said they would come here all of them over time they would come and attempt to take away all that we've worked so hard to create. I never believed her because I believe in what we have planned. Well, you said you want us to ask questions, and what is it you have planned, exactly? What is it you plan to unleash on the world here? Well, let me ask you this, young man. What business do you have here? What business do you have with my queen? What do you even know of her? I know she was marshalling great forces of frost giants on the top of a cold, windy mountain in the mine spins to set out upon the small folk of the surrounding area. And as one of those small folk myself, I felt that it's my duty to make sure that those wars don't ever happen. Because if they ever start in the first place in earnest, I think you and I both know the giants are going to get the bitter end of it. That's what most people would assume, yes. Yes, she is the leader of the Skirkaling Frost Giant tribe, or at least was, I should say, until you came to town. She was also the commandant of the Storm Tyrant's training camp here. In Skiergard. It was her responsibility to instruct the diverse giant recruits on how to fight with discipline and intelligence, as well as selecting the best of these trainees for advanced instruction down south. Yes, down south. Where, if you'd be so kind to tell us? Oh, would you like a map, perhaps? Yes, if you, if you have one to give us. Well, I'm sure if you're able to complete your goal, you'll find all the information you need, but unfortunately, I think your time as heroes is coming to an end. 
Old man, I'm sure you've seen much of the world. Are you familiar with the Tusk Mountains? Tusk, uh, am I? I don't know. <laughs> uh, roll a, a knowledge. Yeah. I haven't heard of them. Uh, that is a 15. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of them. They're, it's, it's, it's one of the, the larger mountain ranges to the north of Avastan. Um, like a they begin King's. in the Orkhold of Belkson and just continue north from there. Oh, up into yeah, the yeah, Crown so of like world. north of Trunau. Okay. Yes, no, of course. One of the great northern mountain ranges in this part of the world. Yes, this is also a very wild and dangerous place. And this is where my queen was born. They say she was destined to be a Jarl from a young age. Very few frost giants of her generation demonstrated her particular degree of viciousness and cunning. She often broke with tradition, as they say, preferring victory by any means, whether in battle or other contests. The problem was, dear sir, this earned her many enemies, and she was eventually driven from her homeland southward. Here, to the Minespin Mountains. Right here. It was right here that Skirkatla founded her own tribe, so she could do things her way. She built the tribe, she built the Skirkarlings, and built this village of Skirgard that you all so callously destroyed, I must say. Sadly, like so many of us, the Queen could not ward off of time. It's funny, isn't it? Everyone wants to live forever, but even the most righteous among us want eternal life for one thing and one thing only, to preserve their power. We saw the statues out front. It seems she's of a, a natural age. How old is Skirkapa? Oh, I've... I've lost count ever since I stepped in. You see, throughout her life, Skirkatla had followed Thremir, the traditional god of the frost giants. But her offerings and prayers, like so many of these dead gods, fell on deaf ears. So myself, along with the queen's other advisors... Offered her a beautiful alternative. Urgothoa. <laughs> Even though the goddess of gluttony and undeath relished sensual decadence more than my queen was accustomed to at the time, Skirkadla was drawn to Urgothoa's authority over strength, war, and bloody satiation of hunger. If the pallid princess could offer her a means to escape the ignominy of death and grant her a reign unending, she was prepared to pay any price. Let me ask, what do you... Why are you so willing to share all this with us? What, what do you hope to accomplish here? Well, I just feel 
like we've been sitting on this for too long. But you have hastened our plan. Everything had been moving along quite swiftly. The storm tyrant just assumed we were working for him. Eventually, though, we would meet his army with our far more powerful army. It's no matter we would have been there within a month. You've sped things up and thankfully left some new toys for me to play with. We'll just have to speed up production. He eyes the tools on the table. In fact, perhaps pieces of you will make a good lieutenant's for us. This is good. This is good. I want all of my children to lead the armies of the victors. But I need to make sure they're ready. And he, as he says that, he's starting to walk backwards towards the door to the north. What do you guys do? I wouldn't move if I were you. Sorry, uh, the door to the north. There is a door to the north and a door... Oh, you can guys you, can't can see you it. Can you hang it? Yeah. Uh, so a door to the north. There's, there's two doors. Uh, there's uh, okay. a door to the north and a door to the south. As he says that, he, he slowly moves over there. And you say, Feyraza, what? I wouldn't do that if I were you? I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, and why is that? It would be our pleasure to delay your operation permanently. Well, I'm sorry to say our operation will happen regardless. You may think I am just another tomb giant that you can walk in and kill, leave in your wake. But I am Nefandros. I am the queen's foremost advisor. I was there on that moonlit night when she gorged on the flesh of the captives and turned into who she is. He reaches out towards the door. I mean, we're going to jump him. Okay. We're not going to let him do that. Yeah. Dogwraith is ten feet away. He's going to jump him. Roll for initiative. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> I'm going to jump this dude! Jump this motherfucker! Dal Graith, what do you got? Come on, Dal Graith, 28. Sorry, 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 that's a lie. 24. 24. 24 is not a lie. Pembroke the potent. That is a 10. 10 for Pembroke. Faye Razael said, talking a big game over there. 19. 19. That's a pretty good game. And uh, Baron. Can I interest you in a 32, my friend? Wow. It is round one. Oh, my goodness. Now, 
I could argue that everyone here knows there's a combat happening. So I would say no one is flat-footed. Okay. Okay. And it is Baron's turn. <laughs> okay, so Baron, is this a giant table? I mean, is it five feet high? Can I see through? Can I shoot at him? Uh, you can shoot at him because he is much taller than the table okay. itself. Yep. I am going to, because he has something prepared. I've never done this before to start off a combat. Okay. Because he has something prepared, I'm going to do a full round action, use a grip point, and target his head. Which, oh. if it hits, will do normal damage and confuse him for a round. Oh, yeah. that yeah. is smart. Okay, uh, it is. Is he a giant subtype? He is. <laughs> okay, just double checking. Uh, 22 to hit against Touch AC. Against Touch AC, that is a hit. Oh, baby. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's get in some Giant's Bane damage. Giant's Bane damage. <laughs> All right, seven, eight. Uh,. That is 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage, okay. And he's confused for one round. And that's wow. it. 100% confused. Yeah, it's, it's 100% confused. That's wow. amazing. And that my is, turn ends. That is incredibly smart and bottle cap worthy. Nice. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> he is so excited. I can't find any, but I promise I'll give you one. There are literally hundreds of <laughs> Joe, go hundreds. get him a bottle cap. All right. But after you your it, turn, because it is Dalgrith's turn. Oh, it's Dalgrith's turn. Uh, okay. Uh, Dalgrith is going to uh, first... He will roll an acrobatics check to avoid an attack of opportunity. Yeah, because you are 10 feet away from him. Yeah, so you he, moved up and Dahl he Grave, moved to the north Yeah, door. when I say he jumps him, I mean he literally jumps on him. Okay. So <laughs> first uh, acrobatics check to avoid an attack of opportunity. Uh, oh, God, fail. I think 28. 28. And what's the DC again? It's, uh, it's uh, his CMD. Just straight up CMD? Just straight up CMD. So fail. Yeah, so he gets an attack of opportunity. All right. Um, he's he, so rough. But he's confused. And that is true. He yeah, is he confused. is confused. For one round, is it? Yes. yes. All right, yeah. so every round I have to roll on it, or is it every possible action? No, until uh, the target is damaged normally and is also confused for one round. All right, so I'm confused right now. So whatever I roll on the confused, you want to roll it for me? Sure. Yeah, so, I guess if he rolls act normally, then he can do he can attack do of opportunities so is, and do his round normally. Yeah. Yeah, so you can decide right now what type of confused it is for the oh, whole round. Come D100? On, Come on, D100. Grant. Give me on the table, Let's Grant. do it on the table. What do I got, Joe? You I got a 17 axe normally. Oh. Axe normally. Oh. Bummer. Uh, he Bum will just city. do a straight up slam on you because he has not drawn he has his not, weapon has a yet. Weapon yet. Uh, that is going to be a thirty-two to hit. That hits. Oh, what a bummer. Couple uh, things. So rough. Gonna happen. Minimum damage. Six points of damage, but. Boom, that slam hits you, and as it hits you, whoa, energy drain. Oh, Jesus. Level from the attack of opportunity. And no save. No save. Why does this keep fucking happening? (laughs) Because you're a frontline fighter, bro. Well, no, because I rolled like shit. On my uh, acrobatics check. I blame myself. Uh, All right, but he still is going to get through. So now uh, it is a climb check against his CMD. Uh, That is a 38. 38 makes it. Yeah! So he jumps on him. And he stabs him. Nice. Stabs he him. gives him an old stabby stabberson. Yes, that is a 29 to hit. That is a hit. Nice. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lots of damage coming your way. Uh, ooh, oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh boy! Oh my God! <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Joe roll this one. Are you what? <laughs> Matthew? Are you, are you seeing this? I, I am seeing it. Are you seeing this? Oh my uh, God! Okay, so that's five sixes so far out of sixty-six. Are you kidding out me? Ninety-six. That's five sixes. Wow. You gotta take this guy to the casino. Wow. Oh, that is ridiculous. Uh, oh my oh, God! Wow! What you get, baby? Holy oh crap! Boxcars? That is insane. That he did is, get boxcars. That is. Oh, finally. Uh. <laughs> That is 41 points of damage. <laughs> 41 wow. points of damage? Out of the 96, I rolled five sixes. Oh, I'm sorry, six, six sixes that out is, of the 96. That is insane. That's insanity! 41 points turn, of baby. damage? And how much did you do? 20... 20 something. Oh, and add two more sacred damage for me because I have Weapon of On. Yeah, Weapon of On. Weapon of On. So you're that on is, top uh, of him. and you're He's just, on top of him. That, that short sword that he stabbed him with is a... Uh, Giant's Bane short sword. So it was the sneak attack damage, 66 plus 2d6 for the Bane, plus 1d6 for the actual weapon, 96. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I forgot. Plus 4, 45 points of damage. That's just his strength bonus. <laughs> 45. Oh, I, I'm truly awe-inspired by Downer. So many sixes. Death Springer. Uh, All right. Wow. He may have chosen his own nickname, but it's a good one. That's, that's his round. We're really going to separate the men from the boys here. Real, uh, uh, how many points of damage was that? Uh, 45 points of damage. 45 points I think, of damage. I think we cast confusion on Troy. Yeah, I'm a little confused. <laughs> how, many, how many points of damage? How many points of damage? Was 20? Seven? <laughs> uh, all right. It is Nefandros' turn. Okay. Oh, boy. Standard action. He opens the door. Oh, okay. Shit. Behind him. Does that provoke an attack of opportunity? Uh, standard action. Great question. Opening a door. I open think it would. Door provoke. Pathfinder. Mm. <laughs> I have it here. This amazing table that tells you what provokes and what doesn't. Move actions. Open or close a door. Attack of opportunity. No. Yes. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No. He opened the door. Did Nefandros write that chart? I just want to know. He did. Right. Uh, yeah, this, this is Nefandros' home chart. That was what he was writing when Feyraza flew in. <laughs> oh, wow. He was writing. <laughs> What's an attack of opportunity? What is it? Uh, all right. So he opens the door. Dalgrave, from where you're standing. You, and let me just make sure here, you alone, because of the height of this table, see some horrible creature behind this door. Oh, no. It's like an oversized patchwork of naked, flabby bodies. Oh. Covered in maggoty white skin. It's a family show, Troy. Thick bone... Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Thick bone plates look like they've been implanted beneath the skin of this creature to create some sort of armor. Armor, yeah. And there's a third extra-long arm stitched to its side, so it's got three arms. It is a a work of art. The mouth looks like a lamprey's mouth. Oh, Oh, no, so gross. Set below a pair of beady, bloodshot eyes. Nefandros opens the door. Can he move with you on him? I don't see why not. Okay, well, what he's going to do... I don't prevent him from moving. I think the only thing is, like, either I can just move or I have to roll to stay on, but I think I can just move with him. Okay, yeah, I don't know the the rules of your silly archetype. So, uh, I am just going to uh, have him... First move action was that. Second move action, he is going to grab his scythe. And that is Nefandros' turn. So he will stay right there, but he has revealed 
this creature in this side chamber. Does grab weapon provoke an attack of opportunity from the floor? Oh, let me, uh, let me look here. <laughs> look at your fancy table I guess that would be now. draw a weapon. What's right? your fancy table say Draw a weapon? No. Yeah, that's right. Draw a uh, weapon does not. I didn't know that. does. Uh, we should have known that. Well, no, I did know that, but you weren't drawing it from yeah, a sheath. You were drawing it from the table. Uh, picking up a scythe from the door next to your crazy monster. Right. <laughs> provoke an attack. I could have grabbed anything from that table. Right. It is Feyraza's turn. Feyraza, what you got? Feyraza's going to cast a little spell. Oh, boy. Uh, so, underneath the feet no. of Nefandros. No! And just because of, you know, random happenstance, the feet of your guy in this other room. Oh, you don't see him. I convert a layer of the ground to hot tar. Ooh. Oh, wow. This is a six-level spell called Tarpool. You're a liar. That's a big spell. <laughs> Tarpool? Oh, no. This sounds like it's going to be so bad for you. Uh, so <laughs> I don't like it. roll a reflex save. For each of these monkeys? All right, yep. so the guy in that room who you can arguably not see. But he'd still know there's something matter. there. I'm not Reflex him. save uh, is going to be, give that an hour and a half, 20. Pa- fail. Oh, fail. nice. Pa- fail. Pa- fail. All right, and then Nefandros reflex save. Uh, okay, that's better. 22? DC 22. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, so they, bo- they, both, they both take 14 points of fire damage. Fire! Fire! And uh, your guy who failed, uh, he becomes entangled in the tar. Oh, yeah. Entangled, so I have to use a uh, a strength check to break out of it? Strength or escape art. Or escape art, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure the undead Uh, giant will use. Actually, let me see what his escape art is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he invested a point. (laughs) Way to go, Nefandros. Way to build a good child. Uh, All right, do you want to move at all, Viraza? Because I feel Uh, like I never ask you that. Oh, thanks, Troy. Indeed, I do want to move. Okay. Uh... For us, it's going to run over here and, and get up on the table to see, climb up on the table, really see, far away, getting farther away, to see if she can see what's going on in these in these cauldrons. If we have to worry about anything, what is this coyote ugly? Get off the table! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this creature five foot steps out of the room. No, it cannot do that. Oh, because it's entangled. So I have to use a what? I have to strength break out of it. Strength or escape artist. What's the DC of the strength check? DC twenty. Uh, can you can you not move when you're entangled? I thought you could move at half speed. Uh, is that not the case? Uh, how he can't five foot step. It costs two squares sure. of movement to enter a square in this area. Yeah, I think you can move as if in difficult terrain. Oh, so I can move, or I can standard action break out of it, and then I lose my standard action, right? It's a move action to attempt a strength check or escape artist. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Is it a move equivalent action? Can I still take the five foot step if I make it? Probably it says by not. spending a move action. Okay. Well, uh, that whole area is covered in it, right? So all right. Well, that's okay. I am reset? within range of Dalgrith. You can move at half speed. You cannot run or charge, and you take a minus two on all attack rolls and a minus four penalty to Dex in case he's a monk. Uh, a creature that moves. <laughs> a stitched together monk. A creature that moves into or starts its turn there, it takes 2d6 points of fire damage. Oh! The spell just keeps getting more interesting. Every moment. That's another seven points of fire damage. Nice. Well, poop. Uh, Let's do this. Let's start off with this. (laughs) Once he opened the door, Dalgrith, this, like, stink. Oh. Just like, oh, God, what is going on in there? Go ahead and roll a fortitude save. (laughs) 
I already mimicked rolling the die and cursing about it. I'm going to hold, uh, my, I'm gonna hold my computer. Yeah, hold your computer. Move get anything valuable off the edge of the table. You're using the Denver die. I am using the very important Denver die, and it failed. Of yeah. Course. Uh, uh, you picked yep, the Denver maybe die. Not, maybe F- not. 15. Okay. Yeah. 15. Fail, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, that's a real stinker for you, buddy. Yep. Uh, Fail ever save. There ever is. You are sickened. Oh, okay. That's for, all I need to lower my Don't team. worry. It's only six minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> you are sickened for six minutes by the stank, the stench of this horrible, horrible abomination. Just stitched is together Is it a poison corpses. spell or spelling ability? Uh, it is a... It doesn't sound like it, unless it's a poison. It is a poison, so you get your normal bonus. Oh, that's plus two. 17? Oh, well, then you're still uh, second. <laughs> oh, I had a feeling. Uh, I hey had Joe, a feeling. Hey, Joe, I just want you to know that Farazza would be immune to this. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you should get up in the front. Yeah. No, just get off the table. I just maybe saved your life a little bit. We're all counting on you. Uh, it is going to ha- go ahead and take some attacks on Dalgrith through this 10-foot-wide door. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that, Dalgrith? Uh, it, it can reach 15 feet. <laughs> are you 15 feet away? Yeah. I mean, yes. I really think he is. Yeah, you are from where you put your stupid character that can <laughs> climb on giants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, right, because they're huge creatures. They're big creatures. Yeah, right, right. multiple right, squares. Well, it's going to it's going we'll to enter enter the room then. Just blah 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 blah. <laughs> it'll, oh, God. it'll come to the north here. <laughs> what do you think? Bite, claw, extra claw. You don't. He doesn't have to roll an acrobatics check to move through the, this this terrain. I moved at half speed. Half speed. The area is difficult terrain. Yeah, he moved at half speed. I moved at half speed. I'm over at half speed. (laughs) He's going to take a bite out of you. Okay. Attempt to take a bite. I don't know what your AC is like, so you just tell me if a this hits a natural one. Oh, Oh, I assume he named his children. Oh. Did he not? He is not named, but I, it they doesn't, all matter. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he, he fumbles. Can, you got to oh, right, right. probably won't confirm. Probably won't confirm. I'm, my, my dice are getting wild here. Uh, that is going to be a 31. Yeah, that does not confirm. So it's okay. just a mess. Just a mess. That was a real poopy natural one. Ooh, doggy. Uh, and it is now Pembroke's turn. Did you add defensive Pembroke. trainings? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. my AC high. is still not high. Okay. No. So, Pembroke is... All right, so this is something that came up. You emailed us something that someone on the subreddit put together about rules that we've been messing up. And one of them that was mentioned... Uh, oh, yeah, what was it? And I broke my rule. I broke my uh, my New Year's resolution, and I went on the subreddit. To, to <laughs> I apologize for making you do that. Um, but, <laughs> so, one of the things was is about my the Metamagic Rod. So, saying that, uh, you know, we have to draw the metamagic rod, you have to have it in your hand, you have to have a free hand in order to cast a spell with it. So but what is in your hand? Well, that's a, this is what I was saying. Well, it's not like you're uh, Gandalf wielding a sword. Well, I have my, you know, I, I have my staff. staff in my other hand. Okay. But I don't have to. I just like the way that I think that looks. Okay. But, you know... You could just carry the rod. Like, and I'm th- to me, it's like, this seems like an aesthetic choice of how magic is cast in this world that is impacting on the rules and it's a little bit arbitrary. And so the staff I'm isn't saying, giving you any extra bonuses. No, you just I mean, I can idea. use it. Like, twice I've used it where, you to know... To cast lightning, right? Yeah, to cast lightning and I've had, like, the metamagic rod in my other hand or whatever. So, it's like, you know... My thinking is is that I always have the rod out when I'm expecting something to happen. 
Right. So this is, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, people like to complain, I guess. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sad. Uh, but um, see what you've done. You've just made Skid sad. Yeah. I so, hope you feel good. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, so you're saying you're, you take the wizard and you take the staff away. And I mean, it, I get it. It makes sense yeah. mechanically. But like from a, a story perspective, you picture Pembroke with the staff, right, and this the rod, a, right, firing. And shit it really off. doesn't make a whole lot of difference mechanically. And I'm thinking, like in Harry Potter, it's just like you're. This is a spell focused device. So I'm. I, I feel like I'm casting with it, right, and I wouldn't need a free hand that, that the rules say that I do right but I'm saying that that's an aesthetic choice that's impacting on the rules yeah so it, well I it's mean, limiting uh, you know it's a li- it's you know it's a little yeah it's what's limiting. the converse that you can't cast those staff spells when you have your wand out? right right well no well, I rod, can rod out, I yeah. can because I but I would have to like draw the staff draw the staff in right. order to do that which again like doesn't seem to make a whole lot of difference I don't know the finer points of this argument to be honest so what do you think is a good compromise um, well I mean based on you, rules is written rules is written the game I, you would, I would stash my my staff like I'd sling it over my back or something right and I would just have but that's the thing that I've never really said is that I always have the meta magic rod out and ready to go like in case I'm, I'm fine with that yeah but you're saying that you would have to draw the staff if you want to do if the I want to do the one lightning or, thing. or to use arcane bond or you know whatever one of those things right 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 uh, I just have to have it on me you I'm fine with you always having and drop the rod no, no, because Spoil the rod. No, because I wouldn't be <laughs> casting a spell. I would be using a power of the staff, so I wouldn't need a free hand to do that. Ah, I see. So, anyway, hope everyone's happy. Uh, <laughs> ruined Skid's day, everyone. Yeah, it took twenty minutes out of our show that was completely pointless. Um, but well, anyway, this is, yeah, this is this is crunchy stuff. I it's, just want to make it clear now, for the record, that whenever there, I'm expecting any kind of trouble, I will have Pembroke will have the rod in his hand because the rod is amazing. It is really good. <laughs> and rod we trust. And yeah. in rod we trust. Yeah. When we're in bottle service, you know that staff is out, and it's a sitting <laughs> staff. Oh, oh, we need some more. Uh, Cranberry juice. Exactly. <laughs> Swift action. Create water. <laughs> create cranberry. All right. So knowing all that, what would you like to do? Pembroke is going to use the Metamagic Rod oh as boy. a swift action cast haste. Oh, boy. Oh! Uh, which will get all of us. Yep. Yep. And then uh, for his standard action and move action. He will action, free action cast from the staff. <laughs> lightning bolt. And he is going to begin casting... Summon Monster 6. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just puked. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right. All right, then. It is a new round. And it is Baron's turn. Bear, come on, Oh, buddy. my God. Baron is going to risk a massive misfire, and he is going to go full round attack action. Feeling the haste. The juice come out through Pembroke oh, no. and infuse him. Please don't misfire, Grant. Oh, let's see what happens. I'm, should, I use, <laughs> should, I, should I use Big Red? Yes. Let's use Big Red. Okay, first attack. 17 on the die. That's an absolute <laughs> hit. <laughs> uh, and you're firing uh, at Nefandra. Yes, and I'll switch targets if I have to. Okay. But I think I'm 40 feet away from within 40 feet of both of them. You hear what he just said? No. He I'm said gonna, he'll switch targets if he has to. Oh, yeah. Which means... Your boss is dead. Yeah, I heard what he said. his <laughs> round is over. I heard it. <laughs> All right. Talking shit. 23 points of damage. Okay. Two okay. of which is sacred, if that matters. Shut up. 
All right, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Second attack, uh, almost a misfire. Does a well, does an eighteen hit against Touch AC? It does. All right, here Beauteous. we go. Beauteous. Okay, so we're gonna give me that miss. Give me that miss. Great miss. <laughs> I say quit while you're ahead. <laughs> Twenty five points of damage. Oh, okay. Call it around, buddy. Oh. Nope. Good round. Ooh, 16 yeah. on the die. That's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that's good. It is so great to watch him go to work. Yeah. <laughs> 27 points of damage on that one. 27. Okay. Final attack. We're going to get up close and deadly on okay, this one. Okay, you have dark vision and everything. Yeah, good I got dark here. vision. Okay, just make it sharp. Uh-huh. Get precise shot. For- All right. Does a 16 against Touch AC hit? It does. Yes! 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 <laughs> This is going to be an over 100 point let round. Me, let, me just get awesome. those, let me just get those uh, extra two dice for up close damage. Phenomenal. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh, oh my god! god. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. 42 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> you killed him. Oh, yeah. Yes! Uh, we'll see you next week. Oh. <laughs> I'm going yes. home. I'm going home. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Oh, he thought he was all that. I don't, I don't want to play this. That was so close to a misfire, though. My heart was in my chest. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.